0: what's for reading
1: hey there what's for reading today mimi hey so today we are going to discuss a genre that i really really like that i discovered a few years ago which is greek myth retelling yeah and that you made me discover actually yeah so thanks you're welcome um i thought that to start we could talk about how the genre uh
0: came to be uh so i'm not a specialist obviously but yeah, yeah. it's uh, just a well-known fact that um greek mythology has always been a, a big source of inspiration yeah. so um, i don't know for example you have george bernard shaw's play um pygmalion mm-hmm. that was turned into the musical my fair lady for example so that's on the myth of pygmalion okay. uh, who who creates uh this statue that is his own being well his own creature and then that comes into being and well mm-hmm. um i can also think of uh, french playwright Anouilh and a play like antigone mm-hmm. that was written and is about uh not the occupation and the relationship of, uh, with power at that moment. So it's been used to, to think about a great variety of topics. Uh, but what we want to talk about right now is the Greek myth retellings that we have these Today, days. Yeah. yeah. So I
1: uh, I did a little research because I wondered... It's it's an extremely popular genre mm. like right now. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering how long has it... Was it has it been so popular, and so I think it's been f- three or four years, so what happened is uh, song of Achilles by Madeline Miller mm-hmm. was written in twenty twelve okay, but I think TikTok made it popular, like extremely popular, I think f- three and or
0: four years ago. All right, so that's why we got these beautiful editions yes okay,
1: and I think that started the trend, and um. Now it's extremely popular and you can see it everywhere. And many authors have uh, became become specialists of, That's right. of this kind of genre, like, well, Madeline Miller or uh, Jennifer Sands. Uh,
0: Natalie Hayes.
1: Natalie Hayes, which is one of my favorite. Yeah. we we'll talk about her yeah. later on. So what are, we, we realized when we were um, looking at it more closely that, a lot of the stories surround or or focused on two things, two events, two mythological events.
0: Yeah, basically, I think that the the original texts that uh, serve as inspiration are the Iliad and the Odyssey. Yeah, plus many other myths yes, around. But, but if you look like if you look at the books that we
1: own, Greek myth uh, retelling that we own, at least eighty percent of them are focused on even either on the war itself or mm. or um the characters yeah, mentioned the or, or yeah or the events surrounding yes everything around the periphery of uh-huh. of those events
0: mm-hmm. yeah i can think of the song of achilles obviously yes. um that is focused more on patroclus mm-hmm. so the lover uh, of um achilles of achilles Yes. Um, I haven't read that. Yeah, I've also read Ithaca, so mm-hmm. that's more around the Odyssey. The Odyssey. Uh, what's about you? I've read many books
1: uh, around the Iliad, which is a Greek myth that I really, really like, even though I haven't read it yet. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, I haven't. Oh. I think I'm in- intimidated by it oh, no. for the language and everything. Oh. And I think I don't know if I should read it in English or in French.
0: Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So I've read both okay. in French quite some time ago. Well, um, which not version so... did you prefer? Did you prefer? <sighs> Sorry. I don't know. I think at the time I preferred The Odyssey because okay. I was more aware of Odysseus mm-hmm. as a character. But having read The Song of Achilles, mm-hmm. I'm yeah. really keen on rereading the Iliad. Yeah. Because uh, back when I read uh, the Iliad and the Odyssey, I wasn't too fond of the war. Yeah. You know, the, all the blood, it, it's quite gory. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think that having read these myth retellings, mm-hmm. I would be really happy to reread the Iliad and the Odyssey uh maybe being more aware of these sign characters that yes. are mentioned and that whose lives have been written about all these authors yeah. or at least guessed out uh. yeah that i think that's one of the things that we like
1: or at least that i like about all those uh retellings is that They are from the point of view of characters you wouldn't expect. Mm. So often they are from uh, the point of view of side characters, so like Patroclus Mm. in The Song of Achilles, or I recently read uh, The Children of Jocasta, Jocasta, which are um, retellings of the myth of Oedipus and Antigone, (laughs) but from side characters, so from her sister Uh and from the mother Mm-hmm. Um, herself so i find that really interesting or even from the the point of view of the villain or the monster mm-hmm. like quote unquote mm-hmm. so i really like that
0: yeah another point of view that is interesting is the point of view of the goddess hero oh In yeah Ithaca. Oh, that's okay. interesting i mean how is she because she's often depicted as as um, a not-so-nice lady. <laughs> she, she's not a nice lady at yeah. all, but none of the goddesses that no. are mentioned no. yeah. are, are nice. That's actually one of my problems with that genre. It's that although it's really interesting, although all these stories are really creative, my God, that world. <laughs> yeah, but if you think of ancient
1: Greece, it was really dark and violent.
0: At least that's the way I perceive yeah. it for sure. Yeah. Uh, I don't know much about that mm-hmm. period, but that's what that's the way I perceive it. Yeah. How violent, how and we were talking about the goddesses, but you get a sense that the gods are just, you know, busy with their own stuff. And yeah. sometimes they intervene, but well, yeah
1: then i will talk about it a little bit more when i talk about one of my favorite mm-hmm. uh, book from this genre but yeah often the gods are depicted as incredibly childish mm. and just petty mm. and that's
0: absolutely that that look well, that's like totally children the way with in a lot ithaca. of with too much power basically yeah yeah that's it, it that, that's exactly it in ithaca you so we get uh, the story told from the point of view of Hera. Okay. But she also mentions other gods. Okay. Um, and the way she perceives these other gods Oh, yeah, gods she pretty much goddesses. hates everyone
1: except her son. <laughs>
0: she does. And that's funny. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, that's an original point of view. Mm-hmm. And it's also original insofar as you think that as a goddess, she is one of these powerful beings that... Doesn't need to have a story told from mm-hmm. her point of view to be given a voice, yeah. But then it's true that <laughs> here is this goddess whose husband—he's <laughs> the worst, yeah. He's the worst. So yeah, that that's yeah, that's a good idea to have chosen
1: her. But I think I don't know if it's the case uh, in Ithaca, but in Stone Blind, uh, so you know that Zeus is an awful <laughs> god, awful person, but he's not really a person, mm. and. The thing is instead of getting revenge on him she often gets revenge on his victims and on because you say that he's this guy uh, he's the guy that like get all of these um relationships but he often rapes the those <laughs> yeah. poor those Basically, poor women yes. sometimes as an animal which is interesting <laughs> but it really and and it's it's the case in Stoneblind. Like, instead of just getting revenge on him, she just goes after those poor those poor women. Yeah. And I'm like, what? and it, she's not the only one. She's not the only goddess to do that. And I'm like, why would you do that? You are a woman. Please
0: stand up for your kind. Yeah, basically Especially she's against... not a woman, first of yeah, all. Yeah, no, I that's mean, true, I guess. Not a human. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that it's... That it's a very interesting exploration of this world, of this oh. mythology, of this religion at the time, yeah. uh, and all these authors are doing an interesting job oh, of yeah, all this, exploring are. this. Because again, that's one of the things that I love with literature is exploring these stories, cultures yeah. that we either we don't really know well or where there are gaps Mm -hmm. in the stories and I love it when it's done through literature yeah and it's really interesting because we see
1: them through fresh those old stories that Mm. you kind of know in the back of your head Mm. in the back of your mind Mm. you don't really know the details but you Mm. we've all heard absolutely uh, of those myth And so you can see them through fresh eyes and yeah. with new details and from the yeah. point of view of people yeah. that were not um, mm-hmm. at the center of those myths. Mm-hmm. And what I really like is that there are, I think, most of those uh, uh, retellings are uh, written by women. Mm. And often you have a feminist retelling. Yes, these days. So that's, that's really interesting. Uh, yeah.
0: yeah. Also, I think I was wondering about this. I mean, uh, having all these texts, There are uh, retellings of myths that are almost all uh, from this same angle of feminism. I was wondering, I mean, is this really interesting to have all these texts dealing with the same angle? Mm -hmm. And then I realized that um, all these myths, um, well, they are here for exploring human nature. Yeah. And so these retellings that we get continue this thinking and this exploring of human relationships, Mm -hmm. of, uh, you know, the way stories are told, events are told, whose voices are um, heard or silenced. So, yeah, that's interesting. Obviously, I've got some favorites and there Mm -hmm, were some that I didn't really like. But again, great job. Very creative, very interesting. It's interesting to know that those myths were written
1: by men, mm. and often the women in those myths were, like you said, quite silenced. Mm. And so it's, it's interesting that we get their voices now. Mm-mm. And it's, I don't know if it's the same for you, but uh, Greek myths are written in a way that you, like the war on Troy, for example, in mm. the back of your head, or in the back of my head anyway, I'm always like, well, oh, you have, like, this is, this is a myth, this didn't happen. Not really, well, not the way that it was, and it's so detailed, and the world is so well made that you often think that this is what happened mm. like 3,000 years ago. So, yep. I really don't like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, yeah, I don't know much about the historical facts that. Could yeah. have been at the source of the Iliad because... Yeah, there there's... is... They discovered yeah what should have been, uh what
1: probably was the, the city of Troy. Mm. But I think there were some things made by the archaeologists of the time, like they bombed some stuff and it was... um Buried. Buried. But I think at one point, I think one archaeologist like it was his life goal to find
0: yeah um, the city of Troy the
1: city of Troy yeah Uh
0: so tell me how did you discover that genre well that that genre of Greek myth retellings from a mostly feminist point of view
1: so I've always been very interested in antiquity
0: yeah that I know (laughs) for most of my
1: childhood and teenage years I really loved uh, ancient Egypt and I've got tons of books about it. So that was my main focus. But I really, I find it, I find antiquity a really fascinating period of time. Mm. And so even though I mostly focused on uh, ancient Egypt, I always liked uh, ancient Rome, what happens with the Romans and the Greeks, etc., etc. And so when I started on Booktube, when when, it, when I started uh, watching Booktube, I came upon a Booktuber, don't remember who it was, that was talking about Circe. Oh. I think it, uh, she probably had an arc, and so she was talking about it. And so the thing is, I know a lot about um, the Iliad and what happens there, but I know the basics of the Odyssey. Mm-hmm. So I didn't even remember that Circe. Mm-hmm. I remember that she turned people into pigs, but that was about it.
0: Is Cersei in the Odyssey? Yeah. Oh, I yeah, yeah. remember. Yeah, yeah, he visits
1: her island. Oh, And right. she turns his men into pigs. And he spends quite a while with her. Quite, That's Cersei. He
0: yeah. Oh, my God. I had totally forgotten about this.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, she does. And so I was, oh, that sounds interesting. And so I read it and I really loved it. And I liked that because she's a minor goddess. Mm-hmm. But we... And I don't know how the author did this, because we know the episode with, um, in the Odyssey, I don't remember the name of, well, the episode from the Odyssey, but she had to not invent, I don't know if there are historical other uh, writings about her life, but we start from when she was born to... um, I don't think she dies, but don't rem- mm-hmm. really remember the end. I read so in
0: Homer's ago. Odyssey. You just get this episode when she transforms. Uh, yeah, when Odysseus- he came, up, he,
1: he comes upon an island. Yeah, and he spends at least a year with her. Oh, yeah, and I think yeah, she's the one who transforms men to pigs. Okay, but so you kind of see her as a villain in the mm-hmm. Odyssey, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. then when you read Circe, you understand. Mm-hmm. What happens to her, what mm-hmm. happened to her, and why she became the way she was when. Mm-hmm. Um, can't remember the name of this this character from the Odyssey, the main character of the Odyssey. Odysseus. Odysseus, there you go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so when she comes upon, uh, when Odysseus uh, comes upon an island. So I really like this one. And then I think I, right away or a few months later, I find the Song of Achilles ah, on um, okay. audiobook, as an audiobook. So mm-hmm. I read that. And then I discovered that uh, Penn Barker had uh, written something about the war of, on Troy and about one of my favorite characters on this period, which is Briseis.
0: Ah, okay.
1: And she, don't know if I should say that, she shattered all of my romantic hopes from this period <laughs> because I watched the movie Troy where yeah. you have this beautiful love story between her and Achilles and then... Which, the book which is more about the real myth and what happens during war etc when she's just a slave and she gets rips and everything so uh, it shattered me a little bit the whole romantic <laughs> aspect of this story but it was really well written and I like that she didn't shy away from uh, the awful aspects of war especially on women when mm. they are made uh, were slaves um, in this time period or When you know, you have war and women all raped and etc. So Mm. I thought it was really well done. Mm -hmm. So what about you? Well,
0: you started me (laughs) (laughs) on this. Um, The first one that I read is Ariadne. Do you remember where you bought it? I think I do. Yeah. I was in Brighton. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, when we were in Brighton together. Uh, I chose it, first of all, because I wanted to read the first... Uh, Greek mythology retelling. And second, I'm not going to lie, it's because of the cover. <laughs> the cover was, I remember when we, were, when we were in that shop and we were like, oh, yeah, that beautiful cover. Yes, absolutely. So that's something that I really, really like about all these uh, retellings is that mm-hmm. it's probably just some marketing yeah. thing. But, but we, it's good for us anyway. Yes, and also, I'm always glad when there's a beautiful cover because, as you know, they make for great home decor. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Uh, So that's why I picked this one. And I was also interested in the story because it's focusing on uh, Ariadne. Yeah, I didn't Um, know her before. I I knew uh, her. uh, Oh, yeah. I knew of her, Mm -hmm. let's say. Uh... And I really enjoyed uh, all the, um, well, this story that um, incorporates a lot of characters that I had heard of, but I was absolutely unable to place them. And so I I didn't know that uh, Ariane Lee had uh, a relationship with Apollo, I think. Oh, okay. I think that's Apollo. I read it a few months ago, so I'm not sure about it. But yeah. <clears throat> and okay. so that's uh what I really loved about this first retelling that I read. Uh it was enabling me to imagine to visualize that world of ancient mm-hmm. Greece. Yeah. Uh that I did not really remember from my reading of uh, the Iliad and the Odyssey um i'm not going to lie on this either i was not i didn't fall in love with this novel i'm still looking for a novel that is going to be a a big wow yeah you need to read natalie yes i haven't had time to read any of her books yet but i really plan on doing so uh but that that was the first and although it was not my well it was not a wow book for Mm me Still, uh, it made me want to read more. So I'm grateful for this. I am. Um, what's your favorite? Because you've read more than I yeah. have. So my favorite I
1: read this year, actually, very recently, is Stone Blind* by uh-huh. Natalie ains I loved this book so much. So for those who don't know, it's the, the story of Medusa. But... Uh, it's everything that, it's not just focused on her, it's focused on all the events that led to her death, basically. And first of all, it's beautifully re- written. I love her writing style. It's quite ah. funny as well. Okay. And I was wondering because I read A Thousand Ships a few years ago and I remember thinking, oh, did, did I, m- I didn't realize that A Thousand Ship was this funny. But I don't think it was because I read uh, *Children of Jocosta, Jocasta* um, really like a week ago, and it's not funny. I think it's, spe- it's specific to, Medu- to *Stone Line*, mm-hmm. and I like that she turned this monster into the hero. And you realize that she's a monster because people declared that she was a monster even before she did anything monstrous. Mm-hmm. And it's a book about how people are treated when they are viewed as different uh, I love the way she treats the gods, as I said before, like they appear so petty and so childish and but also really ruthless mm. and I like the way that she sets them apart from the humans because they have no empathy whatsoever. Uh-huh. but to be fair, the humans that we have like um I think it's Perseus who kills her. He's not painted in a good light either. Like mm. he's painted as this bumbling idiot who couldn't do anything heroic uh-huh. He's uh, without he's, the inter- uh, intervention of the gods.
0: He's just a minor character in Ariadne, as far as I, I okay. remember, but not a positive character yeah. either. Mm.
1: We, have the, we know this myth as oh, Medusa. She was this monster who killed yeah. thousands and thousands, yeah. thousands of men. But in this book, she doesn't kill anyone. Well, first of all, she's born as a human and, uh, she gets attacked by the God of, um, the sea. Poseidon. Poseidon. And because she gets attacked in the temple of, uh, Athena, she gets revenge on her Uh and transforms her into, uh, this monster monster with the head of snakes. Mm -hmm. And, and then, uh, I think, to protect his mother from having to marry somebody that she doesn't want to, he's like, oh, give me this task. And uh, uh-huh. the man says, oh, well, g- uh, bring me the head of a gorgon. Oh. And that's why he sets up to um, <clears throat> to kill her. Mm-hmm. But he's not, like, without the inf- intervention of the god, he wouldn't have been able to do it. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I really, I really liked it. It mm-hmm. was funny but heartbreaking at the same time because... Well, you know how it's going to end because, you mm. know, she dies at the end, mm. but she's not portrayed as, as this heartless monster. She's just mm. a person, kind of a victim. Yeah. But and I love because she's not alone. The Gorgons, th- there are three oh. and she was, she's the baby sister, uh, oh. the baby base, base sister. And I love the relationship that they have. They're really mm. protective of her. And mm-hmm. that was really, really nice as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And Natalie Ains, like, I love her. Oh. so much like she became an autobi uh, author for me because after I think I read a thousand ships um, after reading a couple of books about uh, women in Troy and doing the war in Troy mm-hmm. and so I think I got a bit tired of it and so I didn't really enjoy it that much mm-hmm. but this one was so good and then so I bought uh, the children of Jocasta, Jocasta and I really love this one as well so now I'm gonna buy all of her books Oh, I think I've got just one, which hasn't come out yet, so I'm <laughs> okay. good. And I think she wrote um, a contemporary fiction as well. Okay. I think it was her first book, so I'll have to check this one out as yeah, well. Yeah,
0: okay. Well, I'm taking notes of this because I haven't read any of her yeah. novels yet. And so you know, what you mentioned about her writing style really piqued my interest because I think that for me what works best is Whatever the writer is writing about, I want a good writing style. Yeah. Well I like it's quite Stone was
1: quite different from her two other two previous books, I mm-hmm. think. But the Children of Jocasta is I you can just read it. It's a page turner but at the same time it's quality writing oh, for me. Right. So
0: I really like that. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to yeah. reading one of these. So what about you? Um so I've only read Four so far. So Ariadne by Jennifer Saint. I also read... uh, So The Song of Achilles Mm -hmm. by Madeline Miller. Uh, Uh, Pandora by uh, Susan Stokes Chapman. And Ithaca by Claire North. Um, So as I said, I haven't got a really big favourite. But of these four... I think it's uh, the Song of Achilles that I preferred.
1: This is a good one.
0: Yes. So, to be honest, I was super happy to start reading it. And I loved the beginning. I was really invested. And then I thought it started to be quite slow. And um, I had heard a lot about the relationship between Patroclus and um, Achilles. Achilles. And... So I w- I was expecting more. Yeah. Um so I thought that it was a bit slow and but then uh I was more interested when uh, uh Patroclus tried started trying to prevent the prophecy from becoming real. Okay. There was this prophecy according to which hmm I think it's that Achilles wouldn't die before the death of, I can't remember okay. which one of Priam's sons. Oh. And in the oh, story... probably Hector. Maybe Hector. Because he yeah. kills him. Mm-hmm. So Patroclus is really, really trying to prevent uh, Achilles from killing probably Hector. And that's the point where I realized that uh, Patroclus uh, had this weight of fate upon mm-hmm. his shoulders. Uh, so that's typically the, the one of the elements of tragedy. Yeah. And I think that's when I really got a sense of uh, the Iliad that I had yeah. read uh, some years ago, some some years before. And that's when I really, really started to be invested again in the story. Um, And then also all these preparations and the war itself. It got really epic. And I really enjoyed this. Um, So yes, it's definitely, it was definitely a slow burn for me. Uh, But I think that in the end, when I think about it again... I think it's a really good one. Um, yeah. And I might reread it. Yeah. yeah, Probably should too
1: have listened to it like five years ago, maybe six years uh-huh. ago now. Mm. So there's not a lot that I remember. Mm-hmm. What I really uh, like about uh, Greek Myth Retelling is that we have those beautiful fiction books. Uh, but we also have some very good non-fiction books. Yeah, true. So... I've read a few. Well, I've read two actually. I've read both were by um, Stephen Fry, mm. who I really like. He also narrated uh, Harry Potter books in audio, and he's ah, a really good narrator. Okay. And so Has he, he
0: narrated his own nonfiction books. Yes, and ah. apparently they're really good. I should try these. Yeah. Mm.
1: So I've read. Uh, so he wrote three books about uh, Greek myth uh, mythology. He wrote uh, mythos that is uh, um, focused on the gods, uh, heroes that is focused on uh, the men, and then uh, one on the war on Troy. And, and he's really good. He's really funny and quite. Um, his, he has quite a dry wit. So they're nice and they are very easy to read. Mm-hmm. They are to the point and and they're really nice to um, introduce you if you want to get an introduction on yeah. uh, Greek myth. Uh, Greek myth. They're really good. And uh, I think I need to buy Heroes, even though I'm always more interesting in the God side of things. Yeah. And one book I just acquired that I am started to read, I, I read a, a few pages, is uh, Pandora's Jar by um, Natalie Ains yeah. that focuses on uh, women, uh, some women from uh, Greek myth.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Well... I think that those are books that I'm going to borrow from you because what these four books that I've read uh, have made me want to do is definitely learn more about this period. Even if I read um, the Iliad and the Odyssey, I really don't remember much and I don't know much or next to nothing. Anyway, um, so first of all, I think... uh, I'd probably start with one of these. Mm-hmm. Also, I think I would be really interested in reading history books or things about that period of ancient Greece. So from an archaeological point of view, because uh, there are so many kingdoms, places that are yeah. mentioned that I'm not quite capable of putting on a map. Yeah. Yeah, me neither. Uh, literally. And what were the relationships? I mean, you know that Odysseus was a king, but a minor king compared to Menelaus. Menelaus, I think. And uh, Agamemnon and all these guys. So I would love for some more information on this. And I think I would be really happy to read more Greek myth retellings that are not... Uh, set in ancient Greece. Oh, yeah. But in... Modern retellings. Yes. So either 19th century. So that's the mm-hmm. case of Pandora. That's why I was keen on reading this one. Yeah. Because it's set in uh, Georgian London, as far as I remember. Okay. So I found it interesting. I've also heard of another novel that is, I think, uh, No Season But okay. The Summer. I think it's set in... Well, at least partly in contemporary England or even okay. London. So I think it's related to the topic of uh to the um uh climate change. Okay. So I would really be happy to uh read these. And also you talked about Natalie Haynes, so yeah. I'm definitely going to yeah. pick one of her books, but pressure,
1: um, I'm feel pressure now because I hope you won't hate her. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah.
0: Uh but Margaret Atwood yeah she's an author do you have it i so the penelope yeah. i haven't got it yet oh, i was so I sure that you had will... bought it this summer i haven't okay actually but i'm definitely going to because i discovered her through um the handmaid's tale yes. i just loved her writing yeah. the way she she's she amazing builds the story so i'm really really looking forward to the penelope which was written before all these books that you've mentioned. I think the Penelope That d- dates back to 2005. Okay. So it's uh, prior to all these. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Quite a lot of reading for me. And also. Yeah. Also. I really want to read. Some of these plays. By French writers. Like mm-hmm. Jean uh Giraudoux as well. Okay, So. Yeah. Not sure I'm going to have enough time for all this. But <laughs> those are my projects. Okay. What about you?
1: I think. That i I've. I've read pretty much all of the books I was interested, interested in that were already out. Uh, one of the books I really want to read, though, is... I'm pretty sure I'm going to pronounce that wrong. Uh, uh-huh. by Co- Costanza Cassidy.
0: Oh, yes. That, it's got it that gorgeous out. cover. Yes. I mean, I have the the heart back in mind yep and gosh I think
1: the, the paperback hasn't come out yet I think it came out this year okay so I think I'm gonna read this one and uh, Natalie Ains has a new nonfiction coming out I think it's next week or at the end of September anyway mm-hmm. it's called Divine Might and so it's oh, I think I've heard about uh, it a little yeah. bit like Pandora's Jar but for goddesses goddesses oh. so those are my uh, future reads in terms of Craig Myth retelling hmm.
0: Great. So that's it for today I think. Yes. What are our next plans?
1: So our next episode we are going to talk about enter um, autumn and spooky season with Uh uh, the invisible life of Adiluru and then we are going to talk about gothic fiction in our next next episode.
0: Yeah so in one month approximately. Yeah in one month. Yeah nice plans ahead yes so keep listening sky listening guys and well bye next time (laughs) bye thank you for listening guys if you enjoyed it please subscribe you can also reach us on instagram for feedback that would be much appreciated and if you want to support us why not sharing your stories bye